Hello and welcome to Dungeon Regular, a show about modules, adventures, and dungeons. I'm Nova, also known as Idle Cartulary, and I'm reading through this dungeon magazine one module at a time. I'll summarize that module, talk about its strengths and weaknesses, and then talk about a few interesting things about it that could be used at the table or impact your own homebrew design. Today I'm going to talk about The Rotting Willow by Edward P. Bromley III in issue number 5, May 1987. The Rotting Willow is intended as an extended random encounter used when the PCs travel along this fringe of a swamp and find a village. It consists of small, six-home village, a swamp, and a railroaded encounter and chase. It feels more of a kind of encounter that would fit into a lightweight system like Can than something like OSE or Dungeon Crawl Classics, but would fit into most romantic campaigns. What can we take back to our table from The Rotting Willow, even if we don't use it in our home campaign? Number one, estimated levels. This is a strange one because it's for four to six, seven to ninth level characters, but specifies that there shouldn't be any high level magic. This feels like a failure of design. If you're designing for high level, the power of high level spells seems to be a key part of designing for that. What high level means in this case must be that they need the characters to be hit point sponges, as you gain the most hit points in the first nine levels of AD&D, and thereafter it's much slower. But it's a strange line to walk in my opinion, perhaps you could just scale down the damage in the encounter, rather than ask for a high level, low magic party. Number two, the Boggarts. These three childlike tricksters, while they could be better but differentiated, get a really quite clear remit and characterization which I appreciate a lot. They take great joy in deception, they appear to make a game out of things, but turn cruel when their success is threatened, and they always flee a fight as soon as they might look like they're losing. And they feed on life force in AD&D levels, so the party are a buffet. This is really cool, but I just summarized half a page, and it's probably enough to run them. We can keep the cool characterization and goals, but omit the wordiness. Number three, the encounter itself. The core of the module is three boggarts baiting the party into chasing them into the swamp, hopefully by stealing something of great value to them. The Boggarts lure them to a treehouse and then attempt to kill them? The Boggarts were introduced as feeding on life energy, but now it appears they just eat them after they've been killed. This twist makes for a fight, but it doesn't make sense that the Boggarts are choosing a high-level party to engage with if their desire for their high-level energy is gone. Really, it requires a lot of leaps to get to the conclusion that this module chooses to draw. For me, designing any encounter or module around a specific combat is a mistake, because we all know our players are going to find our way around doing it our way. Instead, give the antagonist means and ends. Number four, untrusting villagers. The untrusting villager trope is a recurring one, but one that for me is a bust in adventure modules. We want the players to be gathering information. We want them to have something to go on. The villagers here won't talk about the boggarts because they don't want to summon them, but instead are suspicious of little folk like halflings and dwarves and children because the boggarts are also small. It's best, I think, to just provide the information. If the villagers are scared of these boggarts, they're likely to jump on the opportunity to have them got rid of. So why don't they just do that? Have NPCs that largely want to interact with your characters or make getting them on the side the whole point of the game. Don't build them as barriers to play occurring. Number five, zero consequences. The weird thing about all of this is that it feels quite substanceless, largely because it's a random encounter that could have been a sentence or too long. Nothing happens if the PCs are defeated or if they defeat the Boggarts. Nobody is saved, nobody is threatened. The only interesting character in the village isn't keen to talk to you, and that won't change if you slay the Boggarts, because no one will speak of them.
it's really important to be sure your module has consequences. To be honest, it's even important to ensure that your single random encounter has consequences if we want to analyze this as an overwritten random encounter instead. That's the rotting willow in a nutshell. I hope that you'll join me for the next episode of Dungeon Regular. If you have any questions, please reach out. I'm on Twitter, Blue Sky, and Mastodon at IdleCartillery, and I write reviews and blog at playfulvoid.game.blog. If you'd like to support Dungeon Regular, please visit my Ko-fi at ko-v forward slash IdleCartillery. You can make a one-off donation or become a member. Members get free copies of Dungeons Regularly, my zine of blank dungeon maps. They are prioritized for questions to be included in any future Dungeon Regular mailbag episodes. They can make suggestions of future bathtub reviews and get to see bathtub reviews a week in advance on my Kofi before they go public. Our theme music is an extract from Turning the Page by Kirk Osamayo on the free music archive used under a Creative Commons license. Thank you for listening to Dungeon Regular.